if you're in a good space, the universe sends you good things. How's this for a bit out there? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've just, you've, we've just crossed wavelengths with another podcast here, haven't we? Where's this going? You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. Welcome to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers. And John, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you as well, Simon. 2022. Here we are. Who'd have thought? thought, (laughs) Before we go any further, John, what's been catching your curious eye over the, let's call over the festive break? Maybe that sort of unusual time between yeah. whether the rush to the end of the year, scrambling to get everything finished and the, the run through to the new year, which we're sort of in that vortex of now. What's caught yeah. your eye? Yeah, in the vortex. There is a name for it. I can't remember the, that limbo time between Christmas and New Year, but it is a very strange time. It's uh, comforting in one way, but slightly disorientating in another. So you just we fell into watching some family TV together. We, we were watching Celebrity Apprentice in australia so you probably know this because you obviously spent a lot of time in the uk as well so you'll know the apprentice with sir alan sugar or lord sugar as he's now known lord vader and he's now doing it down under so we've been watching the celebrity apprentice australia and that's been great fun and we've got people on there that i don't know but you may know (laughs) so the veronica's the Veronica. Yeah, I know they're um, but they're apparently singers. Yeah, the okay. two musicians. Yeah. Sing, okay. Two musicians and and Shayna Blaze, I think, is an ex-block contestant. Again, which is something that's uh, close to my own history and heart. And then there's Ross Noble, who's a UK comedian, but he's now living down under, and so he's in there as well. So he's the only one I know, and he's been great fun to watch because he has been immensely creative and imaginative in some of the solutions he thinks of to Lord Sugar's tasks that sound insane, but in the end uh, end up earning a lot of money for his team. Now with Ross, is there a bit of no but that we've often spoken about? Is there a bit of uh, shutting his ideas down? Are there there leadership lessons there, John? (laughs) Completely. If you think about how we led on today from uh, our episode with Neil Malarkey, yeah, absolutely. Everything Ross Noble says, you can just see every look at him going, that's not going to work. What are you talking about? No, but that will never work. You know, we can't do it that way. And then it happens. And then they all go, we always thought it was <laughs> idea. So people are, yeah, you know, people are building on his ideas. They're tearing <laughs> them down, you might say. Tear them down and then suddenly claim them as their own once they've proven to have worked. Well, I'm glad they've had some nice bonding <laughs> family time with that show. So what... What about you, Simon? What's caught your eye? What's been? What's caught my eye? It was just before Christmas, and there is a camel beauty pageant, camel beauty pageant in Saudi Arabia. Much like you have, like Crufts. (laughs) Would that be? Is that the dog show in the UK? Where (laughs) so pretty similar to that, but over forty camels were disqualified because they've been injected with Botox, like to make them look more beautiful than have their <laughs> have their lips more pouty and their face uh look so yeah there was 40 and this is true story yeah it's saudi arabia's king uh i'm gonna say it wrong but one of the king's camel festival dozens of camels disqualified for botox and cosmetic touch-ups 
That is fantastic. So is this this wasn't to take the wrinkles out of their humps or anything like that? No was, more around uh, <laughs> to make their lips to make lips. Yeah, and just sort of help improve the the quality of the face and and that type of thing. So I'm not sure if they were humped up, so to speak. <laughs> so no, here we go. Uh, stretched out the lips and noses of the camels using collagen lip fillers. Artificially beefed up their muscles with hormones and inflated body parts using rubber bands. oh man that's just slightly insane okay if you get some pictures up in the show notes that'd be quite interesting (laughs) like that said you can't put lipstick on a pig isn't that the the saying but you you can't put (laughs) but you can put botox in a camel (laughs) but you think though it's no different to the a dog competition where people go over the top of just the camels that version (laughs) of the dog Now, given that it's that little time, as we've said, between Christmas and New Year, the drinking, partying, staying up late, eating lots of food, vortex, but we're moving into the New Year, or we are in the New Year, so we have to mention the elephant in the room, John, and that is, hey, what are your goals for 2022? (laughs) I'm so pumped up, man. (laughs) (laughs) that's it it's the one thing is it's quite odd because this as you say this vortex where you're sort of saturated in drink and food and you're sort of feeling a bit slovenly let's be fair i certainly am and it's not the best conditions to be thinking about amazing goals and achieving great things and changing everything and becoming superhuman and stuff you're kind of (laughs) i'm a bit I just I'll have a mince pie and then I'll think about what I need to do next year. Maybe I could, could just about get to the weekend at the minute. Well, there's often <laughs> in the world of business, your your goal setting starts in October, as in the month or two just passed. Uh, because by uh, Christmas, exactly what you said, you go and in Australia you're on holidays. Most people are for this sort of two or three weeks and then it takes you two or three weeks to get back in. And then, hey, your year's half over by the time you start thinking about it. So, <laughs> so given that, given that, I thought That's it might it. be a nice time to just talk around that idea of goal setting or because all of the people we've spoken to, what I noticed, they don't have goals, they have habits. So it might be. Yes. And I'm slightly more relaxed talking about habits. I I think the idea of goals, New Year's resolutions, as they would often be framed, resolution being, and I was looking at this, you know, why resolution? And it's quite an interesting word. And it's that firm decision, that determination to a course of action. And I thought that's what characterizes it. You know, it's that I'm going to do this. And then goals is something of an aim and outcome. But more often than not, I think you're right. I think it's making New Year habits. It, bring those into play, I think, is probably a more fruitful place to start because they don't feel as unachievable sometimes. You can think, oh, I could just you break things yeah, down. absolutely. And I was reading yesterday so a little bit into this mindset of around sort of habits versus goals. And one of the – I forget the person I was reading about, but, you know, productivity expert – and he said, don't think I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year. Just I'm going to do 15 minutes of walking a day. That's your habit. So I, I go with habits. And we have formed, actually. I was thinking as well, just in the in advance of the, the recording this, was how the pandemic 
has actually just smashed through habits for good and for bad, haven't they? You know, lots of habits have just gone. The habit of commuting and getting on the train, getting coffee to go and going to the office and coming back and I go to the gym on that day. All of that has gone. And it's really interesting. Then people formed new habits. They started baking sourdough or something, or whatever it was and putting it on Instagram. Well, but the point was, it's it's quite interesting that what felt like quite deep ingrained habits just like, you know, in a real instant just became washed away. So that slightly encouraging that we can actually form habits and we can form them probably a little bit easier and maybe a little bit quicker than maybe we might have originally envisaged pre-pandemic. Gosh, that's quite It is, John. I'm, I'm, I'm God, I started to fade out there for a little bit. So. There you go. I'm, what are you talking about? I'm in that reflective vortex <laughs> moment. That's it. There you go. I think I've had two mince pies too many. Maybe a bit of sherry on top. Well, look, what I'm interested in, though, have you thought about some things you'd like to do this year with the New Year's resolutions or goals? Or Because I think it might be a fun way to – we can experiment with this over the year, like do some – we always talk around uh, – I do. Oh, no, we both do around the idea of micro-experiments. So try certain things around achieving or doing some of those things you might want a little bit more of in your life because, as we know, New Year's resolutions – generally lasts about as far as the end of January and then they <laughs> and they stop. So it might be a really fun way to play around with some of those ideas and experiment to see how can we make some of these things stick, not from a, hey, you can do it, man, give me another 50, sort of that sort of hardcore <laughs> mot- motivational piece, but just around yeah. sort of playing around with goals and ideas. What, have you got any things you want to maybe do a bit more of this year? Yeah. Well, first off, before we go to that, I just want to talk about some of the pitfalls around goals for me personally, the personal challenges I've had over time. And maybe you share some of yours as well. But I was quite into that. I often found myself reflecting, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to have a a goal around my work and I'm going to have a goal around my physical fitness and I'm going to have a goal around my creative pursuits and all this. And too often it would just unravel. And I was just I often found myself at the end of the year sort of thinking, I just, I set too many goals. That was a big one. Just had too many. I was just trying to thinking I could do everything and you can't. So setting too many. I was setting goals, not habits, coming to the point we're going to explore a bit more, I think, is I would set the outcome, the desire, but I then didn't really have the habit or the practice or plan that I was going to put into effect to reach that goal. And so again, it just, it didn't go anywhere. So it was just all nicely written out in a brand new notebook, which I often buy at the start of a year. (laughs) We all do it. We all go and go to a nice stationery shop, don't we? Get a nice moleskin book. Yeah. Put goals on it. You've got the library of unwritten journals. (laughs) (laughs) I keep digging them out. I often find them sort of of buried in the shed and I go, oh God, no, I didn't do that. That was 1998. Um, Three pages. <laughs> Tennis, Wimbledon champion, 2025. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, uh, just that <laughs> the reflection of that is just how often they kind of get swept away by life and work stuff again, mm. you know, just the usual day-to-day seems to sweep them away. So there's my challenges in setting goals. So that's the first thing. I set too many. I set goals, not habits. And then I just find myself swept away by life and work. So I am in no way 
going to be the person who writes a motivational poster who does or does an Instagram post saying, yeah, you can do it because I don't do it. <laughs> I, often, um, I often get so, asked, people say, are you a motivational speaker? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm unmotivated every day. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's something in that. I mean, maybe this is it, isn't it? It's, it is about getting through those moments where you don't feel motivated. This is, I think, a big part of it, isn't it? It's a bit like, you know, the closest thing I've got to having a habit is, has always been yep. running. And even when I didn't feel like running, I went and run because I knew I'd always feel better for it. And it wasn't actually in service of any bigger goal apart from, you know, I wasn't necessarily always training for a run, you know, or a marathon or something. It just became a habit and I wanted to do it rather than, but I wasn't always in that place. There's very often places you go, I, I, I really don't want to do it. But you forced yourself beyond that and became motivational to yourself. Come on. Get up, now, do it. On that, yeah, though, that. say, think about this idea of habits, and this is going all over the place. You always talk around the habit. It's being curious, <laughs> a habit. Like It's like looking at the world with your eyes wide open, a habit, because I always think if you um, – yeah, what's the right way to say it? So if, you, if you're looking at the world with your eyes wide open, as we always say, you see – and all, the, all of our guests are highly curious – you see a bunch of cool stuff. So is that a habit or a way of life or is that just something you do? What, where would you put that? How would you make, because I encourage people to do that all the time. Is that a habit or? Well, I was thinking about this as well because I wanted to have our goals least framed around what this yeah. show is about, which is being curious, being creative, being imaginative. And so I did start to think about goals. So I've said what my yeah. challenges are. But then you said, what are my goals for the year ahead? So, my goals for the year ahead, in terms of curiosity, my goal is to be 72% more curious next year. Uh, mine's 74. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to rethink level. mine then. So, <laughs> just not ambitious enough. Maybe I'll go 79%. I don't know. So, as a goal, it's a madness, isn't it? So, you kind of go, oh, that doesn't work. But the habit, you go, well, okay, how might you be achieve a goal of be more curious and it was of course then you go oh maybe i explore a question every mm. day you know even for a, as you say a micro experiment could i go for a, a period of time where i just think what question am i going to explore today and my wife had a brilliant idea uh, which i think i'm very tempted to do which was a january advent calendar <laughs> so because you get yeah. the december ones and they're you know so we did one for the kids where we we filled it with things for the 24 days of November. So we'd put in little vouchers or things, or we might put sweet in, but chocolate or a dag makes pancakes yeah. today. And they all go, yay, like this. So so it's fun and it's creative and all that. And I thought, I wonder if you could do that in January, which is often <laughs> quite yeah. challenging. But every day you open up and just go, okay, I'm going to do this. It could be something curious, could be something creative, could be something imaginative. So you might yeah. mash it all together and just create a once a day throughout the course of January, just something that makes you more curious, which could be explore this yeah. question. So you might have to write it down, wouldn't you? You'd have to pop it in there. Or you might think of a creative thing like, I'm going to draw a sketch today, or I'm going to write 500 words or whatever it is. And then randomly put them in and then just see, open one a day and just so is this your <laughs> is this your micro experiment? Will you report back on this at the end of January? I think it okay. could be. Yeah, I think my wife's 
scuppered me here, but I think I've now just publicly declared I'm going to do a January advent. Yeah, because January sucks a bit in <laughs> the UK, doesn't it? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that massive run up to Christmas, <laughs> yeah. and then your New Year's goes, and you're still, exactly. oh, it's cold and wet for like the next two months, yeah. and everyone's a bit down, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah. So rather than desperately fail at a goal, <laughs> a New Year's resolution, I just think, yeah, micro experiment, All right. habits, yeah. little things, day by day. And then you might find yourself inspired by one particular set of activities and go, okay, I'm going to pursue yeah. that a bit further. I don't know. Well, I so think there you go. I've committed. Yeah, there we go. I like it. I like it. It's being open to serendipity as well, which will come from that, as Neil Malaki said in our last episode. Indeed. And if you want to think of some things to go in my advent calendar, my January advent calendar, let me know and I'll, I'll put those in there. This is to you, Sam, not to <laughs> anybody else out there. I don't want random suggestions coming Be open, forward. John. Be open. <laughs> go, go swim naked off the pier in Brighton or something like that. I'm not oh, well, into that, that going stuff. going to be my okay? suggestion. Not that, that's ruined. <laughs> so close. <laughs> What about you? Well, I'm um, going to, I'm going to go of? off on a little bit more of a tangent. And have you ever read the work of Elizabeth Gilbert? Like she wrote the book Eat, Pray, Love. And she, Indeed, that yes. book, uh, Big Magic. That. You ever read that? I have really, no, uh, no, no, it's a completely sort of different style of book. But she's saying we've all got this creative person inside us. And if you're open to the universe, ideas will flow around the universe. Some of them will come and sit with you. And if I can see you're shaking your head already, <laughs> hear me out. And I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. So, oh, this is woo-woo. Don't go woo-woo on me. Oh, it depends what your version of that is. So some of them will come and sit with you, but at that time you're not open enough to take that idea forward. So that idea will go and sit with someone else. So part of this, be open to the messages the universe sends you. How's that for a, a goal? I'm doing a Zen Buddha Buddha pose here, but joking aside, I get the idea of just remaining open, curious, yeah. as you would say. Is there something where we can be curious? And actually, then we start to go, ah, that's the thing. I always find if your own personal energy and your space and you're in a good space, the universe sends you good stuff. Like if you're in the shits all the time, like yeah. Yeah, it won't it won't send you good stuff. But if you're in a if you're in a good space, the universe sends you good things. How's this for a bit out there? Is it? <laughs> We've just crossed wavelengths with another podcast here, haven't we? Where's this going? <laughs> but that's I I think just that's part oh, of man. goal setting as well, just being open to <laughs> what the year might offer for you as well. Have you actually had a thought about some tangible things that you do want to do? Though? Are there genuinely some creative, yeah, curious, yeah, imaginative I have. things that you think, I'd I love to do this? I where, want to be in a TV commercial this year. <laughs> hey, okay. Oh, where did that come from? That's I just, an interesting uh, I found the last couple of years, like, <laughs> and then, like me and everyone else having to stay at home so often, I found it really boring. So I thought it might be nice and it won't be too much of a stretch well, I don't make too much of a stretch. It's something I can you just rock up and do. So, <laughs> like, or be an extra and go, oh, there I am, back at that beer commercial or something. I'm just, I'm just really interested how the, how the, the ads, how they function and how it's put together. And I think I could learn lots of things just by being part of a set 
for a day or two just around that sort of craft of delivery and speaking and just the, I don't know, I think it's something interesting there, something new to do and it'll be fun and, and look, not something where I like, oh, I'm going to climb Everest. So I have to do a huge amount of training, but just, yeah, so why not? <laughs> but I thought, no, that's something which would be fun, something which is interesting, made me look at the world a little bit differently. And I really like this idea of when you're thinking, what are my goals for the year or what are the things I'm going to do? Is it a hell yeah? And if it's not a hell yeah when you look at it, don't do it. You talked about there was a, is it Derek, Derek Sievers? Derek Sivers. Yeah. Is that Sivers, Derek Sivers. Yeah, I did. Just that if it creates action, then it's a good goal. If it makes you get up and do something, then you've set something that it could be construed as a good goal. If a bad, you know, a bad goal, I think he was framing it as something if it might be well written, but if it doesn't make you get off the couch, then it's probably it's not and good enough. And if it's enough. been on your... If That's it's been idea, on your to-do list for 10 years, it's time to take it off because you would have done it, <laughs> isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I've got I've got quite a big list. <laughs> but I like this hell yeah piece, and it's something I use a lot in work when you've, let's say, you've gone through, a, let's say you've come up with a bunch of ideas, okay, and they're all really good ideas, but you then want to go and, you know, ideas are great, but, you know, unless they're tested and, Put a, had a blowtorch put against them. How do you know if they're a great idea or not? So when you choose one of these ideas, you can have the Venn diagram. So, you know, which one's feasible, yes. viable, and desirable. Venn. So you can go the Venn one. Or another way to go, you look at this and go, which on that list you go, hell yeah. And everyone has to go, hell yeah, that's the one we want to do. So tear up the Venn diagram, just go with that emotional piece. And that's a great way to look at it. Oh, okay. There'll be a bunch where you're like, hmm, but you'll go, yeah, hell yeah. And you can, put, you can insert stronger word for the hell. So have a look at maybe some of your list, your goals, and go, which is your hell yeah one? And then think, what are some habits mm. I can put into place to or start trying, experimenting with that will help me get that hell yeah. So I'm just thinking about my personal challenges, the pitfalls I found when setting goals. I'm assuming you must have had similar experiences where you set goals, but then you didn't achieve them or you thought about things you wanted to do or habits even that you wanted to form and it didn't come about. What were some of the things that you found most challenging? When did it go wrong? (laughs) I reckon looking back on some of the ones I had last year, about February, they went wrong. So <laughs> so I had them. Uh, that's, that's quite good, actually. I'm yeah. quite impressed you got to the second month. I mean, yeah, well done. But you know how uh, I think the saying, success leaves clues. Well, I think it also works the other way as well. So if you didn't achieve what you want. And I won no plan or structure in place to make them happen. So I felt I wanted to do more, um, create more content, as in films content for YouTube, but there was no plan or structure on how to do it. Uh, so there was, you know, set up to fail and probably it wasn't fun enough as well. Like you need to make, I think goals, you know, not all goals need to be enjoyable because like you said, running isn't always enjoyable, but because it's actually can, you know, as Brock Bastion said, it's actually the pain of yeah. jogging which makes it enjoyable, but there wasn't, there wasn't enough maybe joy or fun or interest in it. So something there around that, you're not passionate enough about it, maybe. So probably those things, I think if I'm going to do it this year, if I want to uh, 
it needs to be enough to pique your interest, like to yeah. keep you. You're motivated when something's improving, you know, engaging your mind and your heart and your soul, and maybe you know, there's something in it there. So that that'd be it for me, I think. Yeah. And uh, I'm well, the yeah. It's interesting that I was thinking about the running. You know, to start with, the running was very much propelled by a goal: run a marathon, run a half marathon, whatever it was. But in the training, it became a habit, and then even the absence of a goal, the habit remained, and that was quite. Yeah. that's quite interesting. And of course, that could be a lovely place to get to, isn't it? That something propels you for that initial period to get you going and moving and get action and momentum. But then that can dissipate and the goal can dissipate. But what you're left with is the habit. Yeah. If it's enjoyable or you see, as you would say, the Brock Bastion, you see there is a longer term gain from that habit, then you stick with it. Having an exciting goal, definitely. Yeah, I could see that. That really is important. So, Simon, it's time for a thought experiment. And while we've been talking about habits this thought experiment is called filthy habit or monk's habit all right and i'm going to give you some habits and you've got to tell me if it's a filthy habit or it's a habit that a monk would practice okay and when you say filthy like what's what's your version of filthy <laughs> you'll find out okay okay all right okay bad habits bad habits. all right so, okay yeah so is it a bad habit or is it a monk's habit okay, as voted yeah. As a top 50 list of things that people see as the, as the worst habits, bad habits. But, uh, and I've got monk's habits as well. So here we go. So Yeah. Number one is uh, burping. Is that a bad habit or is that a monk's habit? I'm going to say it's a monk's habit and something they might do after drinking like some wine, sitting around, <laughs> and they all like, maybe that's its origins of the... Burp. <laughs> no? no that's a straight up bad habit that's number okay. 10 out of the top 50 bad habits so that is a, <laughs> that's a bad a bad habit not a monk's habit uh, number two not washing every day uh, bad habit or monk's habit that's a bad habit it's a monk's habit oh no <laughs> and that is from the benedictine monk order who would only bathe sometimes, uh, slightly more often when they were sick, but certainly not every day. There you go. Okay. So, so that's Benedictine monks there. <laughs> so that's, that's zero <laughs> out of two. Bottom of uh, the leaderboard. Okay. Come on. Okay. Staying silent. Monk's habit. Yay! Easy, easy. Thanks for throwing that one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Yeah. A low-hanging fruit there. So, yeah, monks generally had to remain silent. If a monk did speak, it had to be quietly, gently, and briefly. No gossip and definitely no laughter. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we won't be able to get one on as a guest. What if you drop something on on your, on your toe? You're like... <laughs> and everyone's like, shh, shh, shh. So, next one here. Skipping meals. Bad habit. Is a bad habit, yeah. Because I thought I thought I might send you a curveball there, skipping meals, fasting, that sort of thing. But yes, um, it's um, number twenty. It's number twenty-five on the bad habits. Is skipping meals. I'm going to give you two last ones. All right. Breaking wind in front of others. Bad habit. 
<laughs> and certainly not in the Benedictine monk. Dom Dominican friars, I think it's allowed, but definitely not Benedictine. And the final one, swearing. Well, given that monks aren't allowed to speak, it's just a bad habit. It is a bad habit. And in fact, it's number one as voted sort of in the top 50 bad habits. Swearing was number one there. So that's not bad there. Do you want to have a go at the top five? So swearing was one number one. Any guesses to what might be the other other ones in the top five of bad habits? I what would you put in there? Picking your nose. It is in there. Yeah, is yeah, that from yeah. personal experience? And, and no, just um, I'm, picking I'm just, your nose is number two. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I reckon breaking yeah. wind, as you might call it, with your posh English ways, is uh, well, uh, high up there. <laughs> Strangely, number fourteen. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> go on, I'll give uh, you one more. Not brushing your teeth. Ah, well done. That's in the top ten. That is number eight. Not brushing okay. your teeth twice a day is what it says. I'll give you the others because there'll be people going, I wonder what they are. So it's swearing, number one, picking your nose, number two, not listening, number three, biting your nails, number four, okay. eating chocolate, number five, snoring, number six, procrastinating, number seven. Interesting. Oh, there we go. Not brushing your teeth twice a day. Drinking alcohol was number nine and burping was number ten. There we go. Yeah, there you go. So Top 50 bad habits. So they're the ones we're not going to be setting for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be looking at the good habits. And that was monk's habit or bad habit? Filthy habit. Talking about goals, obviously, with occupational philosophers. I did dig out a few sort of quotes from ancient philosophers. Oh, we like some more modern ones, of yes. course. That I thought, well, that'd be interesting. Just see what if what have people written about goals and purpose yes. and aims over time, because it's always been there. And a lot of the, what I've realised is a lot of the motivational posters that do make us slightly sort of squint an eye and sort of just grit the teeth a little sometimes. Oh, oh, don't, oh no, there's a picture of a mountain. There we go on behind that desk, and they have some modern feel to them. Actually, are rooted very much in thousands of year old philosophy both eastern and western so here we go look i'll share some with you first one is from seneca one of our roman stoic philosophers if a man knows not to which port he sails no wind is favorable so it's kind of saying you know got to know where you're heading for to know then where the opportunities are what is serendipity and things because if you don't then no, whatever wind comes your way, you don't know what to do with it because you, you don't know where you want to go. So I thought that was quite interesting. It's a bit so, similar so, to the Cheshire, Cheshire, Cheshire cat in... Oh, say that again. It's a bit <laughs> similar to the Cheshire cat. Cheshire. <laughs> the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> that Cheshire cat was Seneca in disguise. So... Not so. <laughs> All right, tell us about this cat. <laughs> you know the cat. That's when Alice comes to the fork in the road, doesn't she? And the Cheshire cat comes out of the trees and says, um, you know, she says, uh, which way should I go? And he goes, well, what are you aiming for? And she goes, I don't know. And he goes, well, then it doesn't matter. So there you go. Alice in Wonderland rooted in some ancient philosophical wisdom. And carries through to today. 
have a goal. Gives you some purpose. Knows which which are then those serendipitous moments and opportunities because you know where you're heading for, so you know which ones to grab. Um, okay. So let, let's look at this though. Let's we've got this quote from Seneca. We've just been saying our goals never go anywhere. Like, <laughs> how do we apply this? Like, if we're looking through our our foggy, clouded lens of New Year's goals, so have a goal, but then work. So a goal's good, but the problem's not about the goal. It's we what we do on the way. Is that uh, our wind is in the wrong direction, or what? what how, how do we, my wind is in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, I think what he's aiming for, both Seneca and the cat, is to say, look, yeah, have a goal, because without a goal, you don't know what whether something that then materialises along the way is something that you should grab hold of and it plays in your favour and it takes you towards your goal or something happens to you that takes you away from that goal. If you don't have any goal, then everything that happens has no meaning. It's not taking you one way or the other because you're not aiming towards any particular thing or you're not going in any particular direction. So you don't know what's a good, inverted commas, event or happening. Yeah. And what's a bad event or happening? So I think it's the idea of, yeah, have a goal. You've got to know where you're going to then be able to take those things that happen to you in life and go, okay, that takes me closer towards my goal. Or that actually is something that's working against me getting towards my goal. All right. But so you can goals, only distinguish if you've got a goal in the first place. Goals are good. So New Year's goals are goals whether, are good. Okay, good, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, so we're, yeah. Yeah. So we're not we're not anti goals here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not anti goals. I then think I've just come zooming through time, right through to very, very modern times. And I love this one, which is then, I'll read this one. A goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves simply as something to aim at. And that was, uh, do you know what philosopher that was? No, I don't. Don't look down. Don't look down and read it. (laughs) That was Bruce Lee. Ah, well. (laughs) You like Bruce Lee, don't you? Yeah, and I like Yoda as well yeah that's it <laughs> bruce lee and yoda your go-to philosophers so <laughs> i thought that was quite good again the idea you know don't get too wrapped up in the goal and whether or not you reach it or not it's that just kind of thing it just gives you i'm aiming for that and actually it doesn't matter if it's not reached you've got a direction you've got a port that you're sailing towards as seneca would say in, on a company level, that's often your purpose or your vision. Our purpose is to put a pair of shoes on every child in the world. You might never get there, but you that's what you're always aiming for. And you can think around that. Does, our, does what's happening in our organisation, is that taking us closer to that purpose or taking us away from that purpose? Yeah, and I think that whole thing where you can get almost like a, a family tree of vision and purpose and mission and goals and tasks and activities and it kind of just builds into this kind of sort of tree sort of into the roots of it all and you can you can sort of make it all connect together it takes a bit of work actually it takes a bit of work i think that's often what's missing to the point we said earlier about the challenges we face is we don't put in the extra effort to think about okay what's the plan what's the tasks what's the activities what's the sub goals what are the milestones and all of that doesn't get filled in as we sit there with a glass of fizz or glass of sherry and say i'm gonna do this i'm climbing everest and then you know nothing gets put behind it so yeah definitely all of those things come together as something to aim up but then a lot of substance needs to sit behind it i think the other one we've said which is about most people would recognize is just recognize you've got to start somewhere get going and confucius has that very famous quote which is the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step <laughs> 
And again, that's a nice one, isn't it? To just sort of go, look, don't get worried too much. Just get going. A bit like this, you know, we, we started, we recorded a show and then suddenly we'd recorded another show and off we went step by step. And I think if you're listening today, you think, oh, God. <laughs> I wish they hadn't started that bloody journey. What wish are they stayed on at home, Put the feet up. <laughs> Eight minutes, bye. They're trying to get profound. So, John, one of my favorite quotes in this space is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act but a habit. So think Ooh. around those, uh, almost for me, I'm going to rethink this, not what are those goals, what are some of those habits I want to put into my life? And this is where we can do those micro experiments, which I think we can play around with over the year around, you know, what is how those micro experiments gone in putting these habits in. And as we know, all of our guests, they've got great habits. So they, they're mastering their craft or their art. They build these habits to build that creativity, that curiosity into their life. So for me, this is probably the thing I'd like to take into 2022. One of my habits that I'd like to put in, which actually, you know, fun and enjoyable or I make them fun and enjoyable. So they become part of my, my daily shtick. And I think that one around meditating, how do I make that more of a, a habit rather than, oh, God, I've got to fit this in, where am I going to do it? And maybe, and, and yeah, you need to experiment with that. So some habits, John, it's a year of habits. Some habits. And before we go on this exploration of quotes from philosophers through history, we shouldn't forget that, of course, artists also have some great quotes around achieving things yeah. in their own spheres and domains. And there's this brilliant one from Picasso that obviously uh, talks to one of the themes we've already covered a couple of times in this episode, which is our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. And that's Picasso. So someone from your own area of expertise and interest there simon i think that's great have a plan act vigorously continuously pursue with determination i think the key thing there from looking at is fervently believe like you must fervently Mm. believe in it and i think if we talk around people want to work for organizations with a strong purpose and that could be interpreted into that quote like people want to work for an organization where they fervently believe in what's happening because if you don't fervently, I like that word, fervently. Perfect. It's my word, my word of <laughs> it's my word of today. I'm going to see how many times I can use it. <laughs> but if you don't believe in what you're doing, I think that's why goals fall down. You're not excited about it. If you don't, I th- does mm. fervently mean sort of ex- let's say it's almost excitedly believe in it? Yeah, absolutely. You, it's a real sense of commitment. You fervently believe. It's a yeah, belief that is beyond doubt to yourself. So I think on reflection of where we both fall down, and I would say a lot of others do, there's not that uh, excitedness around what you're doing. You said, oh, it's a goal, might do it, like, you know, go to the gym or whatever. But unless you're really pumped about it and it doesn't go anywhere. All right, so that's my, I really like that, fervently believe. So I think that's a nice way to look at your goals and think, do I, am I super, is this a hell yeah? Am I fervently excited about this? Or not. Now, just before we go, because I know we need to, uh, we've yep. got to wrap this up. A great way, if you're thinking 
around goals, and I've spoken about this before, think about your bucket list, and that is, you know, what's going to happen before you die. And bucket lists always read, uh, start a winery, I'm going to write a novel, I'm going to uh, learn to write poetry, I'm going to uh, learn another language. They're always things which are exercise your curiosity and your imagination. And dare I say, it's sort of in that space of creating something and bring something new into the world, which is that creative piece. So don't leave them till you're ready to die. Like start them now. Like, and because when you look at your bucket list, they're the things which I think we're most excited about, isn't it? It's like you might, you never have on your bucket list, I'm going to, you know, memorize my mobile phone contract. I am going to learn tax law. I'm going to, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. So that, that there's, or I'm going to, uh, it could. You could. In another universe, it could, yeah. <laughs> and they're always something exciting on your bucket list. So there's a really good way to think, hang on, my goals that I've got, maybe if they're outside work and or whatever that may be, that's where your passion is. So look at those and think, yeah, because that's how could I bring one of those forward a little earlier rather than waiting till, oh, I'm going to put that off till, like if a goal's important, do it now. Yeah, if, if you really get excited about it, you think that would make a big difference to my life, my soul, my energy, do it now. And if we were to distill everything we've chatted about, Simon, to individuals, teams and organisation stroke leaders in our not so serious business podcast, <laughs> what I think we've got, in my mind, we've got make the goals exciting. You know, if leaders, teams and things, if it's not connecting, if it's not inspiring people, if it's not creating action, then think about the goal. Can you write it differently? Can you communicate it differently? How do you get people engaged in that? How do you get people as individuals, as teams and in organisations to go, hell yeah. Yeah. That seems to be one of the key things. And have a plan. Obviously, it needs substance behind it. Even Picasso was there along with the fervent belief. <laughs> he had the hell yeah, but he had substance and a plan and a, something that was behind that to help you deliver on that. And think in terms of habits, not just the outcome you're looking for, Think about the process that you can follow day by day, step by step. Yeah, and I think it, it, might, it might be as a team leader, let's say, so what are our habits we'd like to put into place this year? Because, again, when I speak around creating this culture of, I also talked about how do we create this culture in organisations of innovation, it's around habits, isn't it? So it's not those, it's not about, oh, we're going to launch a new app. It's one of those habits which can help you look at the world a little bit differently, help you be open to serendipity. So I think, yeah, that's and he, uh, what caught me there was how do we distill this? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> distill? <laughs> Without sort of going into that area that we don't want to go into. We opened yeah. Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that thing around, yeah, is uh, that what are some habits? And also, which I haven't spoken around, is goals, is have an accountability buddy or have someone who you say this month I'm going to, if you want to do this stuff, have someone who will keep you accountable. And I've found that probably the best thing for me to do with, especially around business goals, is have someone you're accountable to and you will check up with regularly. So if you're a leader, have someone who's outside your organisation and say, this is these three things I want to do. And nothing will drive you more than you think, oh, God, I've got, I'm meeting them in a week. I haven't done anything. And someone who, uh, not someone who goes, oh, don't worry about it. That's, that's fine. You, yeah, do it next month. Someone who will hold you accountable and give you a little bit of stick for not getting those goals done. So 
someone who you connect with, but someone who's maybe not your best friend is a good way to have an, an accountability buddy. Sounds like you're my accountability buddy then. Oh, yeah, the enthusiasm on your face there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're going to make me do this January calendar, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> what are you committing to? What am I holding you accountable to? Uh, look, I'm not. I'll check in with you in a month's time. What am okay. I checking in on? Okay, you're going to check in on television commercial. All right, that's what we're going to do. Television. So commercial. advent calendar, television commercial. No, and here it is, television commercial. I'm putting it out there, television commercial and meditation. Like how do I experiment finding the, the 40 minutes a day? And I'm also in, because that seems a lot of time, like two lots of 20 minutes a day. But then what's the impact of that? Because if it's if it makes the impact, which I read it will, everyone who does it says change my life for the better in a like two times twenty minutes a day. So that's my micro experiments. Yours is the advent calendar. All right, we'll check back on this end of Jan. And I can't just stuff it full of chocolate. Well, you can if you want, but it'd be a bit lame. But yeah. <laughs> Hey, that was one of our looser episodes, and that's saying something. What's important is that John and I wish you the most amazing, creative, imaginative, and curious or curiosity-filled 2022. We can't wait to spend some time with you. We've got some awesome, awesome guests coming up. We've got some great ideas and topics to explore, and importantly, we've got some great giveaways to help you to be the creative and curious cat you're designed to be. So in 2022, remember, stay curious, make stuff, have fun, play more. 